When it comes to water, everyone knows about it when things go wrong. But as our next guest will tell you, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to keep things flowing. Judith Robertson is the Gisborne District Council's manager for drinking water, and she has a tough job of ensuring a safe supply of water, particularly after that area's main water treatment plant was cut off during cycling. Gabrielle, they've been relying on the local Waipawa plant, which draws from a silt-laden river and then undergoes a pretty dramatic transformation before it reaches the tap. But the plant, which was only ever meant to be a backup, won't meet the water demands of a horticultural area in high summer. So Judith's job just got a little harder. She joins me now. Hi, Hi, Judith. Nice to talk to you. And, of course, the... um, the cyclone and the damage it did got a high profile at the time, but you're dealing uh, with the aftermath. Tell me about the uh, problems it's caused in the water supply. Oh, that's right. So recovery, particularly for infrastructure, does take a really long time. And, you know, our initial response after cyclone was to get the pipeline break sorted and get water supply back to Gisborne as best we could. But um, we've also got really, really dirty water supply dams now. We had a lot of slips in our dam's catchment that hasn't settled. So right now we're in the middle of building a prefiltration um, scheme up on our main water plant at Wanaki, which will then allow us to treat that dirty water and bring it on down to Gisborne for summer. And these things have to, you have to act really quickly, although quick in months, um, to, to actually respond to these really significant changes that are caused by these major events. Yeah. What are the various water supplies you use? I know you've had problems with the main water supply. So we, that our main water supply normally all comes from Wainaki, and we have our Waipawa plant supply off the Waipawa River as our backup, which we normally only just use at the peak of summer just to offset when we have really high demand. Yeah. And normally, they, in summer, the river's really clean, you know, but... Um, through winter, we've had to run right through using the Waipawa plant as our main plant, and um, we've had to fluctuate and manage and deal with lots and lots of flood events on the river during that period of time as well. So the water's much dirtier, really full of silt, and we have to clean that up before we can make um, you know safe water for the customers of Gisborne. Yeah, so that's two problems, right? It's it's the fact that you uh, only have access to this this uh, small supply of water, and you have to do extra things to that water in order to uh, make it safe for use. Well, that's right. You know, without our main plant being in full production, we're very relying on the secondary plant. Um, but it's done really well. I must say, this plant was has never been tested like this before. Yeah. A really long run, high mechanical plant. Uh, it was always meant to be a backup emergency. Hey, but it did its job. It, it, you know, it served Gisborne really well during an emergency period, and it's continued, you know, continued to serve us well to make sure we have enough water day to day, week to week. So yeah, we're doing okay with this. You know, it just um, it just emphasises good investment long term makes a massive difference when the chips are down. How do you take silt out of river water? Wow, it's a bit of a process. You know, you've got to settle it, and then you have to settle a little bit more, add some chemicals to it, and stir it all up to um, make the dirt clump together. And then the dirt drops to the bottom of your clarifier phase, and then that carries across, and it goes on to your filters, and your filters then take out more of the very, very fine dirt, 
and then you have to chlorinate it, and then you UV it with ultraviolet light, so two dis- disinfection phases, and then you're ready to send it on to your customers. And would you know the difference, if you're a customer, between that water, after all that stuff has been done to it, and, and maybe the water you're used to? We try really, really hard that people can't tell the difference, but sometimes you can, particularly when the, when it's we've been trying to deal with the flooded river and it's very dirty and you do tend to get a bit of an earthy taste coming through versus the, um, you know, more a bush-clad, cleaner, sort of crisp taste of water. So you can definitely tell, but you have to sort of know the difference. Yeah. You don't think it's going to be showing up on the uh, uh, dining tables of a fancy restaurant anytime soon? Well, definitely not called bottled water, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly okay. tolerable and drinkable. Yeah, joking. This is a tough, um, a tough issue for you, though. How far away is that main water supply from being ready again? The one, is well, it Wanaki, did you say? Yeah, well, the Wanaki plant and from the Wanaki sources. So we're pushing really hard. Our contractors are doing an amazing job, and we plan to have this project ready to go early December and um, all commissioned and full, back to full production ready for our peak summer demand, which tends to start kicking in around, around mid-January and then right through summer. Yeah, why is there a lot of demand in summer? Well, we're a horticultural viticulture centre of, of New Zealand and there's a huge production goes through in the summer period. You know, that's when the crops are ready, high production periods and um, and wine making as well. So as well as people, people need a lot more water in summer for varying reasons and so combined demand goes up quite exponentially in our type of area. Who's been doing the work at Waingaki? Oh, our operators for running plant and then we've had a whole plethora of local contractors um, getting pipelines sorted, digging us back in. You know, there's so much work done to actually get access ways back to relatively normal. And then contractors from Auckland will be doing the big build for us. Um, very specialised work, very detailed and very organised to get these the sorts of um, level of um, development done in a short period of time. Did you visit when it was at its worst, the plant, and, and, if, and was it visible, the uh, the damage? Oh, yes, I've visited yes, as soon as I could get there, as soon as we could get in. And it was heartbreaking, really, you know, to see the really devastation. It's hard to describe anything more than that. And even now, as people go, we're able to take people up into our catchment area and show them. You can see three, the three dams from a vantage point, and it's just so distinct, the damage, you know, and the, the um, water quality across the three. And also in the river sections, you know, trying to... The slips and the um, the damage done. It's going to take a very very long time for nature to heal itself. Mm. Anything to stop it happening again? Well, rain is rain. You know, we um, the irony of where we have our water supply dams and our main sources. It's where it rains. You know, you don't go putting <laughs> your water catchment areas no. where it doesn't rain. And so, unfortunately, you know, um, with these extreme events, then, you know, you're at the mercy of the weather, really. And Gisborne has very sediment-laden, slippy um, slopes. And, you know, it's all part of the mixture of of what happens, um, you know, with high high weather events. Fortunately, you know, really, we've had 30-odd odd years apart. So let's hope we don't have them too more frequently than that, you know. Yeah. Um, what about the silts? All that silt you remove from the water, where does it go? Where do you put it? 
So um, a lot of silt ends up we have consents that we can either discharge under certain conditions back to the river where it came from or onto land um, as well. So it, it is a byproduct and a waste product of water treatment um, and you deal with it in different ways depends on where your treatment facilities are and um, what the um, environmental challenges are around you as well. Wow. So all about Tamanau why you know, trying not to do damage to waterways, trying to mitigate and limit your harm or limit your impact on them as well. So, you know, we're really conscious of making sure we don't make things worse by putting the byproduct back. Yeah. And in terms of the rebuild, it sounds like um, you haven't changed much about the setup, but like with an unlimited budget, what would you change so that if Cyclone Gabrielle, heaven forbid, happened each year, um, you would be able to handle it? Well, I think um, being resilient with water supplies really is the answer to emergency events and being earthquake events or weather-related events. You know, having um, more storage closer to people is a valuable thing, if you can, Um, and also having multiple sources where you could tap back into, if need be, maybe more land-based stands closer to the city, that type of thing. So you've got a lot more choice through very difficult weeks until you can get back into production with your main sources. So I think that's going forward. You know, um, some countries do that really well. Um, some some countries aren't quite there yet. You know, I think that's something to be looking forward at and making systems much more resilient rather than just fixing, you know, as, uh, and, and, you know, hurry up and fix, really. Yeah. How are the locals doing? They must be feeling pretty weary. Yeah, I think people generally are getting by. It depends what sector you're in and whether your land was damaged. And, you know, there's a lot happening still. Recovery's a long thing, as you, as you know, and it depends how much that impacts you directly as your job or where you live or the roads or whatever. It depends then how you're responding to that. But people do adapt, and there's massive progress being made and still more to do. Nice to talk to you today. Thanks so much for explaining your uh, job to us, Judith. Thank you, Jesse. Very good.